0: Hello and good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of day you're listening to us. Welcome, 757 Hampton Roads. Welcome to you, whether you're listening to us by radio or internet this evening, you're listening to us on WGPL or WPCE. It's good to have you tune in with us on this February the 18th, 2020 episode of Marriage and Family Clinic let's hurry up and get down to the business of breaking down, discussing, and offering insight into the dynamics of your relationship so we can help you repair, enhance, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. All right. Last week, I had a special guest on program, Dr. Nicholas Anthony, and we had a truly exciting discussion on how men form their ideas, their concepts, and their perceptions regarding their sexuality. I think our discussion was spot on last weekend and we actually hit on some extremely important points that have to do with growing and developing our sexuality, our personalities, and our psychological frameworks concerning sexuality as men. We hit on some really important topics uh as far as men go. And I don't think anyone would be disappointed listening to that broadcast. So if you missed it last week and you want to hear it again, or if you want to hear it for the first time, or or you can go to iTunes and search uh, the podcast uh, in iTunes for the C.D. Hodges podcast. And you can also go on your smart device to that little purple podcast icon and search the C.D. Hodges podcast. If you search C.D. Hodges podcast, you will come up with Marriage and Family Clinic. Look for it there. Either one of those sites will allow you to listen to or download any of the current or previous broadcasts that we've made. And so I just want to send a quick shout out to Dr. Anthony and tell him thank you once again for uh, spending your quality time, your valuable time with me here in the booth. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. And by the response and reaction, I believe Dr. Anthony enjoyed it too. And I certainly look forward to having him on again. Uh, Seems like knowledge and understanding and insight just flows when we're in here together. So I'll cue you in when he's coming on again, because I certainly want to encourage you to listen. Now, as far as this particular episode goes, I want to uh, follow up on an area that we began to open up on last week, dealing with a man's sexuality. We're still dealing with the man and his sexuality. I want to touch on the issue of pornography today and uh, during this broadcast, I want to deal with pornography. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. This may take two or three weeks to get through uh, pornography because it is an issue. Believe me, it is an issue. And so if you're married to a man with pornography issues, or you have a son or brother or a father with pornography issues. I don't want you to think that you're alone. I don't want you to think that you're out in some wilderness and nobody knows where you are. Nobody can identify with you. Uh, It is an issue. Pornography is an issue. So I want to take a couple of weeks here and deal with the issue of pornography. We're going to get into that. Now, Merriam-Webster defines pornography as the depiction of erotic behavior, as in pictures or writing, intended to cause sexual excitement. The Encyclopedia Britannica also defines pornography as representation of sexual behavior in books, pictures, statues, motion pictures, and other media that is intended to cause sexual excitement. And one other definition that I saw uh, on the internet, I'm not quite sure where the definition comes from, but I want to use it. And that definition, it defined pornography as printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Each of these definitions broadly define pornography, but each of these definitions also leaves the issue subject to individual or to a group or to personal interpretation, okay? We've got these uh, uh, great definitions of pornography and, and from the dictionary, from the encyclopedia, from other sources, they all define pornography in similar ways, but they still leave it the definition uh, is still subject to an individual's interpretation or a group's interpretation or just your personal interpretation. Why would I say that? I'm saying that because based on the definitions that I just read to you, how can you not call the Super Bowl halftime show performed by Jennifer Lopez and Shakira pornography? How can you not call it pornography? But remember, Merriam-Webster's dictionary said pornography is the depiction of erotic behavior. And that's what all that twisting and gyrating is. That's what all those photographs of the woman's crotches were. That's erotic behavior intended to cause sexual excitement. You certainly didn't twist and turn and gyrate in a half naked body to entertain little children. So by the definition of pornography, how can you not call the halftime show pornography? Those barely clothed women twisting and gyrating and repeated shots of those women's crotches. That was not suggesting, let's get together and bake some cookies. The only reason for that is to be sexually suggested. So by the mere definition, how can you not call that pornography? Yet it went forth and it goes forth on regular television and in movies like The Sun Rises. You know, even in movies today, rated PG-13 shows what used to be rated R when I was growing up as a child. Our society is becoming more lax on what it will show regarding sexual activity and sexual behavior. So based on the current definitions, based on the definitions that I read to you a moment ago, I don't know how you do not call the Victoria Secrets catwalk anything but pornography. And no matter how many articles are in Playboy magazine, it's pornography because there is no other reason to post photos of naked women posing provocatively in a magazine but to stimulate sexual excitement. So wasn't the halftime show in other forms of obviously sexually suggestive material called pornography? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it called pornography? I think one line to cross before being labeled as pornography is that in pornography there is the depiction of actual sexual activity. In pornography, whether it be the heavily descriptive language used in books to describe sexual activity, or whether it be photos and film that show the actual engagement or the the simulated engagement of being involved in sexual activity. That seems to be the line to draw to where behavior becomes pornography or it is not pornography. The actual depiction of, or portrayal of sexual activity just may be the line in the sand where defining pornography is concerned. Why is this important then? This is important because so many men and boys are so engaged in viewing pornography until it has interrupted their lives, it has degraded the quality of their living, it disrupts and destroys marriages and families. In short, many men and boys are addicted to pornography pornography causes suffering. That's just the bottom line. I won't even enter discussion of whether or not it's good, whether or not it's okay. If you believe pornography is okay, something is wrong with your thinking. If you believe it's a harmless activity, something is wrong with your thinking. And I'm going to tell you why in a few minutes. But something is wrong with your thinking if you don't see a problem with pornography. Pornography is at the root of a lot of family destruction. Pornography is at the root of a lot of deviant behavior in marriages, in families, in children. Pornography is at the root. It's at the root of much deviant behavior. Ladies and gentlemen, in short, pornography causes a lot of suffering. Again, that's just the bottom line. And this, 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 this stuck on pornography phase happens as a result of the combination number one, men being visually stimulated, and number two, men's near fixation on the subject of sex altogether. Yes, men think about sex often and I'm putting it lightly. Men think about sex often. I remember a couple of months ago, I was doing a uh, marriage seminar in in the marriage ministry at our church here in Virginia, and I made the statement, men think about sex often. And you'd be surprised at the number of amen I got from the women. It was the women who gave me all the amens. Seems like their husband wanted sex all the time. And women, you may be married to a man who seems like he just can't get enough. Seems like he wants sex multiple times a day, every day of the week, so forth and so on. Why? Because men are nearly fixated on the subject of sex. And then they are visually stimulated. They are visually stimulated. Uh, Men are aroused by what their eyes behold. Men are aroused by what enters in through the eye gate. They're visually stimulated. So these two factors together, the fact that men are visually stimulated and the fact that men are nearly fixated on the subject of sex altogether, it's always on their mind. Those two factors almost make men predisposed to develop some kind of an affinity from pornography from a young age. And it's something about sexual behavior, something about viewing pornography and and sexual behavior that it loses something in a man's mind, in a boy's mind. It makes them feel something. It releases a hormone. I don't have time to get into the scientific part of it, but take my word for it. Something is going on in his mind. Something draws him. And he develops this stuck-on pornography phase. And I'm calling it a stuck-on pornography phase. I'm going to use the word addiction in a moment, but I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word addiction. But something happened in a man and in a boy's thinking that causes them to get stuck on pornography. And you better be careful what your sons are viewing on the internet If you're not monitoring your young son's uh, activity on the internet, I can almost guarantee you that at some point he's going to get into viewing pornography on the internet. If you're not closely monitoring, you need to have the parental guard, the parental, whatever the name of that is. But the parental guard should be on your computers in your home so that your children just can't go to sites that they're not supposed to. Your children shouldn't be able to just go to inappropriate sites anytime they get ready. You may be sleeping in your bed in the middle of the night, but because your young son is engaged in this, he's in this stuck on pornography phase, he's getting up in the middle of the night, turning that computer on and viewing pornography. You need to be aware of that, mom. You need to be aware of that, dad. You need to monitor your son's behavior on that internet. Because again, I'm guaranteeing you at some point or another, he's going to get into pornography. Now, uh, uh, the Addiction Center specializes in treating various types of addictions, including pornography addiction. And I want to say to some men, some boy out there today, if you happen to be listening, if you could use the services of a counselor or, or something like that, contact the Addiction Center, 888 888- Nine six five zero one four four. Look on the internet, Google help for sexual addiction or porn- uh, pornographic addiction, something like that. Uh, these folks, all of these agencies, they have treatment specialists available and waiting to hear from you, available and waiting to help you. Listen, if you're in the stuck on pornography phase of life, there is help and there is much hope. It doesn't have to be the ruling power in your life. It doesn't have to be the overwhelming force of your life. You don't just have to capitulate and give in to it and go after it anytime your flesh calls for it. There is hell. You can be delivered from it. You can break out of it. But I just don't want you to be shocked and think that you're the only one engaged in it you're not the only one and a lot of men a lot of boys need to come on out of denial you've got issues with pornography if you've got if you feel like you have to keep going back to it you have an issue with pornography and you need help immediately. I hope I don't sound like I'm fussing today, but uh, I'm a little passionate about this because I've seen the damage and the destruction in homes and marriages and families because a man or a son was hooked on pornography. they were in the stuck on pornography phase of life. You can come out of it. Uh, again, I, I'm I'm hesitant to use the word addiction. I guess I'll go on to use it, but I'm hesitant to use the word addiction because honestly, there's still debate as to whether or not, uh, uh, there's still debate in the psychological world as to whether or not behaviors, behaviors can actually be addictive. And I don't know what the answer really is. I don't know what the answer to that question is. But what I do know is that a whole lot of men and a whole lot of boys are so deeply engaged in viewing pornography, and it has influenced them so. It has influenced them to the point that they cannot resist the compulsion to go after it, to view it, to see it, to do weird things, to get to it. It, it It's actually become deviant behavior in their lives. They are really convinced that they cannot break away from it. Hence, they need special help. So, whether you call it addiction or whether I call it the stuck on pornography phase, a predisposition and affinity, whatever you want to call it. If you are so influenced by t- pornography that you're making all of this special effort to view it, you're sneaking to view it, you're you're going behind your spouses and your family and your parents back to view it, if you're making all this special effort to view it and you seem like you just can't break away from it, guess what? You need help and you need help immediately. All right. Now, that is as close to addiction as I want to make it, but I want to give you 10 signs. The Addiction Center also gives 10 signs uh, 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 of what we'll call uh, pornographic addiction. There's 10 signs. So wherever you are, here are the 10 signs. Number one, you can't stop. You feel like you just can't stop viewing it. You're unable to stop using or viewing pornography. You've tried to do so. You said, I won't do it anymore. You, say, you think your willpower is getting over you, but you keep going back to it. If if you cannot stop or if you're married to someone and you have a son and they cannot stop, they're spending more and more time on the internet, you, you, you hide the computer from your son, he finds it. He just can't stop. Your husband keeps on getting up out of the bed in the middle of the night, going to the computer to watch pornography. He, he just can't stop. Number one problem, number one sign you have a problem with pornography and you need immediate help is that you cannot stop. The second problem in which you have with pornography and you need immediate help, you want more of it. People addicted or who have this affinity for pornography, they report that they do, they experience cravings for it they experience, actually experience cravings for it it's something like being addicted to a drug like heroin or cocaine or whatever people who suffer from porn addiction they feel cravings for it if they've gone without it for a while they want it they need it they feel like they have to have it they may even start having physiological responses whether it's the shakes or sweats or whatever the case may be they they need they feel a craving for porn they're sneaking away going to another room You're sitting down to dinner. You're enjoying a movie with the children. All of a sudden, your husband feels the need to go to the other room and shut the door. You don't hear from him for 30, 45 minutes or an hour, but you find out that he's in there watching porn. He wants more. It's possible that they'll make an excuse or even get defensive when you ask them a question about it. They want more. The third way the third time that you know you need help because of a pornographic addiction is you've lost time. People suffering from porn addiction can lose large periods of time because they're viewing porn. They're wasting time most of the day without accomplishing anything because they're viewing porn. I remember watching the movie um, uh, Larry Crown. Larry Crown and the gentleman in there uh, he's married to a woman and, and he doesn't have a job outside of the home. He's supposed to be blogging, but his wife comes home and she, she routinely finds him doing nothing but watching porn. So he isn't earning money. He doesn't have a job outside the home, but he's supposed to be doing something in home to make an income, but he's not doing that because he's watching porn. Listen, you know you have a problem with porn when you're losing time. You can't account for your time, but you're spending an inordinate amount of time giving it to porn. You can notice that someone addicted to porn is they're lazy. They don't move a lot. They're not accomplishing much. They're not getting anything done. They feel lost in time. They might seem like they don't care about anything. They're uninterested in anything. They just want to get back to their computer and get back to that porn. So you lost time. So what do we have so far? You can't stop. You want more. You've lost time. The fourth sign, you have a problem with pornography and you need help immediately. You've lost interest in real sex. You have lost interest in real sex. Listen, when someone becomes addicted to porn, they actually lose interest in real sex. That's not the only thing. They they actually find their partner less attractive. Their partner becomes less attractive than the people they see on the porn. They may even start, when they do have sex with their partner, they may see themselves and fantasize that they're having sex with the people that they saw in the porn. People who suffer from porn addiction, people who have the pornographic affinity, They lose interest in advancing themselves or or in the advances of their partner. A man who has a pornographic problem, a man who has a problem with pornography, when his wife comes on to him, when his wife makes advances to him, he rejects her. He really doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He's lost interest in real sex. This makes them seem distant or even uninterested. You try to engage them sexually. When they do have sex with their partner, they require a lot more stimulation. Why? Because they're not getting from their partner what they get when they view pornography, either in a magazine or on a video or on the internet. So a whole lot more stimulation is required to get them aroused. They just lost interest in real sex. Alright. Another sign that you have a serious problem with pornography and need help immediately? People suffering from porn addiction, they have unrealistic ideas about sex. And this can make them more demanding in the bedroom. They want to try things that their uh, uh, partner may not want to try. They want to try things that they haven't tried before. They want to do things that almost seem weird. They become more demanding. And when it's not working in sex, they become easily frustrated. And this causes them to withdraw from their partner again and even more. When this happens the partner can feel physically and emotionally uncomfortable too. So that means the sexual activity between the man and his partner is going to become more uncomfortable and more strained. Why? Because he's trying to demand too much. He wants the partner he wants his partner to do things that she's uncomfortable with. Some some weird position, some 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 weird weirdness about Sexual activity begins to take place in the bedroom. So you got to be careful of that when they become more demanding. The sixth sign that you have a problem with pornography and you need to get help immediately you've lost attraction. You have lost attraction. When you have a serious pornography problem, uh, uh, it can give you an unrealistic expectation of beauty for the partner. When you've got a serious problem in pornography, you, you know, you think your partner is supposed to be this 24, 36, 24-shaped 24 woman or... <laughs> 36, 24, 36, however those numbers go. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, you think your partner is supposed to be that type of beautiful. Maybe it's the long flowing hair. Maybe it's the short cropped hair. I don't know. But whatever the case may be, when you have a serious pornography problem, your spouse, your mate is no longer as attractive as they used to be. And the measure of beauty becomes what you have seen when viewing pornography. And you know good and well, that's going to devastate your spouse. It's going to devastate your marriage. It's going to hurt hurt them. It's going to cause them to second guess themselves. It's going to hurt their self-esteem. Again, you're going to create more problems. Are you seeing why pornography is at the root of so many marriage problems? Are you seeing why pornography is a destructor of the marriage of the family? Because of the fact, the influence, the impact that it has in a man's mind and heart. It comes out of the mind, it comes out of the heart in deviant behavior, and that impacts the spouse. And the relationship goes downhill from there. I'm guaranteeing you. So you get these unrealistic expectations about beauty. You're not supposed to have a role there, whatever the case may be. It's just unrealistic pornography really leads to some fantasy style of living, some phantom style of living. Nothing is real anymore. Seven, the seventh sign you have a serious problem with pornography and need help immediately, you're in physical pain. When someone has a serious problem with pornography, it can actually begin to hurt them physically. They can feel physical pain from it. The physical pain may come from uh, uh, the movements they make when they're involved in viewing porn. They may be attempting to satisfy themselves in one way or another. Or when they're, the, the wrists may hurt, the fingers may hurt, the neck may hurt, uh, the, they may get headaches from how they're working with the computer. But there is physical pain. If you, if physical pain results from you viewing pornography, you have a serious problem and you need to get help immediately. The eighth sign you got a serious problem with pornography, you're losing money. And some people who have a problem with uh, pornography, they start spending money to get a higher quality of pornography. It may have started with a little YouTube video or it may have started with something, some little magazine picture or something like that. But then they want it in high definition. They want the whole video. They want the whole movie. They want the whole thing. Whatever the case may be, they're going to start spending money to get a higher quality content of pornography. And this can cause people to fall into financial hardship because this is earned money. This is money that's appointed for living. And now they're diverting the money that's appointed for for living to something other than that. And it's pornography. And then they start complaining about money. You got money problems coming up. All right. The ninth sign, you're distracted. When people are addicted to porn, they become distracted from different aspects of life. Their mind drifts to porn. They're sitting there eating at the dinner table with the family and they just drift off and begin daydreaming. They're riding down the street, they they daydream. They're distracted. It could actually impact their work, impact their relationships. This makes them distant from their partner, again, destroying and causing hurt and harm to the marriage and the family. You got a serious problem with pornography when you're angry all the time. You're angry often. Someone from uh, uh, who has a serious pro- problem with pornography, they're easily irritated when they don't get their porn. Just like a person who doesn't get their cigarettes, doesn't get their coffee, doesn't get their crack, doesn't get their hair, whatever, they become easily irritated. These are all the signs of people who have serious problems with pornography. Wish I had more time to talk about this. Again, you can hear this again. Just go to any uh, podcast website, search the C.D. Hodges podcast. You can find it there. Like any other problem in our lives, we feel shame about this. We're into pornography. We've got pornography problems. We feel shame about it. If this happens to be you, please seek help of a qualified professional. Your pastor, please seek help. The folks are, 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 those folks are bound by rules of confidentiality. It won't get out. Don't ever think that this is just the way it is supposed to be. Only one being in the world is happy with you being caught up in pornography. You're not happy with it. Your family's not happy with it. Your wife and friends, your children are not happy with it. God is certainly not happy with it. The only being in the world happy with you being caught up in pornography is the devil. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So I'm saying to you today, I'm giving you my strongest encouragement. If you find yourself having problems with pornography, get help immediately before this subject destroys your life completely. Hey, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. So glad you joined us. Listen to us again. We're looking to hear from you. Until then, remember you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace.